From the Dallas On Air Studios in beautiful Dallas, Texas, this is the Next Issue Comics Podcast here on DallasOnAir.com. And now here's your hosts, Clay Harrison, Kyle Condis, and Adrian Harry. Hey now. We are the Next Issue Podcast. Welcome. We are a bi-weekly podcast out of uh, Dallas. Uh, we are part of the Dallas On Air Live family. You can catch these guys as co-hosts on Just a Sec right after this. And we're three friends that talk about our lifelong uh, love of comic books. What have you guys been up to? Uh, working a lot. <laughs> working a lot? Yeah, unfortunately went down to employees, so I've been having to work every day. Dude. Yeah, and it's just, I'm just, I'm waiting for Monday since it's like the only day I got off right now. <laughs> Start posting jobs on I on know. <laughs> Anyone who likes comics and likes beer. <laughs> Come on out. <laughs> that, that's our target demographic. So. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Adrian? What? What have you been up to? Work. Work? That's it. Work! Yeah, we got a lean, mean fighting machine come in today. Since our last episode, Adrian is just uh, slim and trim. I wouldn't say trim, but I'm slimming. You're slimming. Yeah. Um, I did have something comic book related that was really funny. So I was yeah. out Friday night, and um, one of my Facebook friends knows I talk about comics and stuff. So I get this text message from her, and it's a picture of what looks like the inside of a comic book shop. So for the next 30 minutes... She's getting recommendations on stuff that she's supposed to, that she wants to read, and then she's oh, sending me yeah. pictures of stuff that looks interesting to her, and what my opinions on it was. It was just, it was the coolest thirty minutes of the weekend, actually. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, talking nerd to some girl. You, you and the would... fun, funny thing about it is, she was there with her husband. I'm like, why don't you just ask him? He's the comic book guy. <laughs> she goes, I wanted your opinion. I'm like, all right. So, are we getting the sports authority become the comic authority now? Uh, <laughs> He's working on slow that. down on that, but yeah, I'm working on that. Um, what have you guys been reading? Uh, actually, I caught up with that uh, new Sandman Universe book that came out recently from Vertigo. And I what would you think? I like it. I mean, I know it was like c- combining everything. Like, I like shared universe stuff, and especially when they do that. Like, you know, they have books of magic. You know, uh, Lucifer. You know, and of course. You know, Daniel. Daniel's a new a Sandman. So I like the, how they're kind of bringing all this together and then eventually they're going to have... I can't remember. Are they separating them into their own new line of books or is it just going to be... Was this a one-time thing? I think it's just an anthology. I okay, okay. I, then, I think it's just going to be one title. Okay, okay. Then, then I'm okay with that because that makes yeah. it easier to, you know, not so many books to have to worry about. I've been more excited and happier with the purchases of DC anthology books than anything lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, just been really great buys. Uh, I haven't read the Sandman book, but uh, I know that Neil Gaiman's overseeing it, yeah. so that's super exciting. Uh, other thing, uh, still interested, but I, I, it, I hope they don't go off the rails with this. Is Justice League? I think it's been is good. Yeah, yeah. it's and, been fun. And I'll say this: I read an issue two of uh, Bendis' Superman. I think I'm back on board. Just because, I am too, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's just like I'm so excited to get that book every month. Yeah, I mean, like now how they explain how like like when you issue one just had it, the end, ending with him flying, and then you see the color change and realize they're all in the Phantom Zone. But then they really, the one thing I always forgot about what Bendis does is he really delves into the small details of stuff and so you actually have there where Superman's flying he's connected mentally by the Martian Manhunter and he's talking to all the characters and like Barry's there with him in the Fortress of Solitude and you realize the Phantom's affecting him and he goes oh my god I forgot, almost forgot which Flash I was wow yeah and it's, just, it's just like oh god you, this is something yeah I'm looking forward to seeing how, where the story goes what about you Adrian uh, what I've been reading yeah um, not much of anything uh Started in on that twelve reasons I love you. I love her. Oh yeah, um, that's pretty interesting. I'm surprised you haven't finished it. I mean, huh? I'm surprised you haven't finished it. That was like a- I haven't had much time. Uh, like, he's, I, he's I've been, been working. working. I've been okay. working. Um, I've been trying to catch up on Old Man Hawkeye. I'm about two issues behind. Yeah. Uh, I still, still think that's that? a, I, yeah. That's still a really good series. Yeah. Um, try to get caught up on Thor a little bit, and then we were going to do that show on um, slot. Yeah, slots run on Spider Man, so I read some of that stuff. Um, what Infestation I started with mm-hmm. the Infestation arc that was pretty good. I like the art, uh-huh. although it's kind of <clears throat> it's in Bert Ramos. Yeah, it's 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 a little kidsy, but yeah, but, but it's I actually like it. really good art. Yeah, yeah. it's clean, very yeah. clean. Um, we also went to which comic book convention did we go to after the show last North night? North Texas Comic Book Show. Yeah, yeah. so. 
I didn't know who was going to be there. Ah. After the show, Clay's like, <laughs> Clay's like, hey, you want to go over to this convo? I, you know, I got you. I'm like, all right, cool. So we go and we're walking around. And we're walking around and we're, and we're just seeing. And then all of a sudden we stop at this booth. <laughs> and I turn around and I looked at Clay and I looked back at the booth and I looked at Clay and I'm like, Clay, that's Christopher Priest. He's like, yeah, that is. That's Christopher <laughs> Priest. <laughs> I'm, I turn into the to this 12-year-old kid right in front of Clay's eyes. I mean, just, uh, I didn't have anything for him to sign. I was like, I didn't know what to do. I, I was like, Clay, should I go up and ask him if he could take a picture? He's like, yeah, go ahead. And I'm like, nah. No, see, but, yeah. This is the thing about the show. Don't be afraid to talk to the guest. Oh, I know. This is where like, you can actually afford an autograph, or you, can aff- or you don't have to feel bad about asking for a picture. These are guests. Again, this is the one, it's one of the few cons that actually deals with comic, comic books. Comic books right, yeah. <laughs> and their fans, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of really good artists. Um, not stuff that I'm familiar with their work, but I've definitely heard their name. So it yeah, was it was uh, a really good Pat Broderick yeah. was there. I wish I could have gone, but it was like I had some Asian films to go watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you already had your time filled. Yeah. Right. Uh, either one of you read the new FF Dan Slot starting the return of the Fantastic. Okay, Four. so that's why I did read it, but I'm still I was a little confused. Is are they? Is it going to be an ongoing series or was it a one shot? It's an ongoing series. Okay. Uh, did you not read the last panel? I did. Where you had uh, uh, Reed uh, and Sue did that little machine and kind of created the four. No, no, no. The very last page had Impossible Man. I missed that part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? I'm not going to spoil it. There is one last page that kind of addresses some things uh, about the book and what they wrote and who wasn't in it and why and when they will appear. So I did like the little feature, like the newscasters are talking to almost like every member that had been a member, like Medusa, Luke Cage, and all this stuff. I was like, That's... Wyatt Wingfoot. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I, know. I, I love know. seeing uh, <laughs> uh, old characters come back, She-Hulk. Uh... <laughs> I like it. Johnny and Wyatt show up at the uh, thing, but they want to, you know, the kids did that joke about doing the launch of the flare, and then you have uh, Jennifer going, hi, Wyatt, you're still looking good. Hey, Jennifer. And Johnny's like, are we really doing this right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Dan has at least those voices. I know Chip Zarsky's been writing uh, Human Torch and the thing, <laughs> Uh, in Marvel two and ones, uh, right. yeah, 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 and uh, that's getting rave reviews. I yeah, those are really good. I, oh, you've read them? I read the first one. Okay, it was really good. Yeah, I've read the first two, but I haven't caught up. So mm-hmm. I, I really want to because I'm hearing great things. Right. Yeah, I actually watched that Fantastic Four movie, the last one. Oh god, like I, have I still have not the it, Josh it, Trank one. Oh yeah. Oh god, it's terrible. Yes, it is. It, is. it has potential though. I, like I see things in it, and I go, no. "But you could have." And that this. made. But we won't know. Because they changed so much after they fired him, we don't know what his vision was. No, we do. There, there was a piece that somebody, I can't remember who put it out. I will track it down. But it, it essentially had uh, hints to Mole Man. It had, yeah, it covered a lot of the basic foundations of Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four and their origins and who their uh, villains would be over a three right. movie arc. But that's movie still made the first one from 2005 look so good. <laughs> right. <laughs> it mean, did. Hell, it might have been Corman's film. I know. <laughs> it does. I hate to say it. As bad as Corman's film is, it's a classic compared to what I, that. I love Corman's film. I love it. How I long do you think that book's been ready? <sighs> Man. Because yeah, I find it odd that they release it the same week that Disney finalizes the deal with Fox. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how long that book's been ready. I don't know. Sarah Pacelli is doing art in half the book, and then right. there's a, a, a second story that's in the book that's got different art, and actually the you know, Impossible Man has completely different art, too. Right. So uh, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but it's good. I'm on board. Um, that doubles my Marvel books to two now. So I, Moon Knight and Fantastic Four. Uh, actually, I, I've got to go uh, Amazing Spider-Man. The new runs. Actually oh, you digging really, it? Yeah, I actually. And it was funny because um, Peter, like, okay, so do you know much about the story? Um, this is the. After, I'm trying. No, to he he quit. He quit reading I Marvel. Know. Well, I, I follow <laughs> comics to do this show. Well, if we're going to talk about uh, uh, Dan Schott's uh, run next time, though, I think so. It starts off with basically Peter. He's you know the uh, science editor for the Daily Bugle, and eventually gets fired because apparently he was being framed for writing a paper that Doctor Octopus had written. But it was when uh, Doc Ock was under was as him as Peter Parker, so he loses his job, everything else, and basically he's able to prove himself, but ends up going back to Empire State to kind of, you know, really prove the masters that he has. It goes in, and who's the teacher in the class? It's the lizard, 
It's Kurt Connors as the lizard, but he has like this uh, chip in his head that allows him to keep control of the lizard. So he wants Peter to come back and be with him to help because he want one thing I love about you is because you just love science. And it's really taking Peter back to that thing. Peter and Mary Jane are back together, like officially. And now and then basically some experiment happens that separates Spider Man from Peter. So there's now two characters. And you, Oh dude. Yeah, and so it, it ends up with a issue that where Peter's like, Wait, why can't I do why can't I think about science anymore? And you realize that basically the split has almost taken all this the best parts of Peter into Spider Man. So Spider Man's the, the scientific knowledge now and Peter's just a lonely normal guy. Dude. That sounds awesome. That's deep. Yeah. I was gonna say it sounded like a Spider Man version of Born Again, but that sounded like it took a totally different twist. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm digging it. Like if, if, you, if you're going to pick up a third book, I think Amazing's. Yeah, it's, it's so they pulled good. a Superman three. Yeah, almost. But, he, but right. he's not. He's not a dick. <laughs> he's not a dick. <laughs> Spider Man's going to be. And and it's going to be hard drinking and fighting Richard Pryor. <laughs> and, right. if, and if you read Superman two, you saw what character showed up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very cool, and I yeah. like how he used him too. Yeah, I'm, I read that we were going to be bringing him in the comic books, but I didn't know in what form. And that was actually, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah, no spoilers since that came out this week, but I think everyone should pick up Bendis' Superman. Yeah, I, I'm. Looks like I, I'm going by the comic book shop on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, like. So reading Death and Glory, I mean, there's just so many books that have beautiful art in it that I'm, right. I'm I'm excited about now. Death and Glory, the art in that, I mean, I'm not I'm not a real car guy, but they're pulling off some really cool looks in there. I mean, and a lot of that, this last issue has just been a car chase, and right. so really the visuals have been amazing just to tell that story. Catwoman, the art's been amazing. Joelle Jones, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she does the book that you're reading, the yeah. Twelve Reasons I, I Love Her, right. Um, that book's pretty cool. Justice League again, and and really the Jim Lee variant covers are home runs. I right. mean, those first twelve have been standalone mm -hmm. characters, and I believe maybe the Hawk Girl might be my favorite. Right. Um. Okay, so this week's topic is essential books, and so we're going to do a roundtable. We've been talking about like what we feel like are good foundations to have, or just. We're probably going to get into various reasons of why we've picked these books. And then we're going to try to narrow down some books that we've never read. So hopefully we can have some sort of book club on here at some point and revisit some some books that are essentials and see if they still hold up. Right. Um, so, Adrian, you go first. All right. Um, what, is the, what, what do you feel is a comic book that is essential for comic book fans to read and why? Well... Here's because I didn't have much time to prep for this. I'm thinking a lot more along the lines of essential characters or teams for people to read. Yeah, and of course you have to start with Superman. So if that's the case, I'm having a hard time deciding which one. But I think I'm gonna. Um, I think I'm gonna lean towards Man for All Seasons. Very um, good by thing. Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Um, just a fantastic story. It's either that or All Star Superman by Grant Morrison. Quietly, wait, wait, which one do you lean towards more and why? I see. I almost go more All Star, barely, but for me, I'm more. I'm more Man of All Seasons. Or, or yeah, or They're yeah, both great. yeah, They're both yeah. Great. Um, I loved All Star Superman. I love this the story. Um, just Man for All Seasons just had more of a homey feel for me. Yeah, it, to me it's more personal. Yes. Because it's being told by the well, people that are affected. We, right. We had that whole issue, that whole issue, the whole episode with Loeb. And we've, like we said, Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Gray, you know, all those, they're more personal stories. You know? Very. That, that's, I mean, that's just, I think the way he writes is just, I mean, it, it, going to what, what I, well, anyway, anything I think Loeb does, and I'll, I'll throw out one of the essentials later, but it's, I think he, he writes very personal with the character he's trying to deal with. And right. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I think both of those books are essential and for different reasons. I think you right. get, I think from a man from all seasons, you get a better character stuff from Lois, from Lex, from the people telling the stories about Superman. Right. Um, but you get the mythology in, uh, all star. Yeah. You, you get, you know, the key, all the little details of, you well, know, I mean, so much history of Superman. And then all star also pretty much like, I'm, I'm Every, everybody that's everybody that's essential to Superman and who he is, mm -hmm. you get little stories. Like you get a, a little personal story about Lois. You get a little personal story about Lex. You get a little you know personal yeah. story about Jimmy even. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's a it's a toss up between those two books. But like I said, I'd lean more towards a Man for All Seasons because it's more personal. Okay, I've read both. 
You've read both? Yeah. Okay. Um, Kyle? Um, DC's The New Frontier, made by Darwin Cook. This one, I think, comic book lover or not, I think if you want some place just to start to kind of know about the actual DC history, I think that's the one you need to read. Because, I mean, uh, one, his art is so remnant of uh, Bruce Timm's Justice League, or just the Batman universe like that. Yeah. And it ties you. And it's a groundbreaker because it's like, it's tying, like, the golden age of his... Anybody who's ever read comic books or anybody doesn't know about them, there have always been kind of like three generations of comic books. You have the Golden Age, which was the 40s and 50s. You have the Silver Age, which is sort of... 60s through the 70s? 60s. I almost say 80s. I want to say 80s maybe a little bit. And then you kind of have the modern age, which is everything up, like, say, just, let's say maybe... Everything after Dark Knight? I always said, yeah, 1986 okay, yeah. is the yeah. Dark Age, yeah. because you get Watchmen and Dark yeah. Knight Returns, right. and then everything from there forward is, like, death, dead, dark <laughs> character spinoffs. But so. this almost right. ties everything about the DC Universe kind of together, and it goes from the Golden Age of Superheroes into the Silver Age. And yeah. It's just... just, just and that transition with so many characters is but, done really well. But it's not just superheroes. It's the forgotten soldier. It's the forgotten heroes. It's everything. They tie, it's like this one thing where they just take – it's in like – I can't remember. It's like I think eight issues but two trade paperbacks. And they, they tie everything up so beautifully. Well, what I liked story. about it was um, it had a definite 1950s feel. Yes. But it was a very modern story. Yeah. And – just to top it all off, the art was simplistic but beautiful at the same time. Uh, yeah, and, it and was that's just, Darwin was, Cook, yeah. man. That's and one of the ones taken from his way too soon. And he, and he focuses on some of the people you you know, like I think the three people that they focus on the most are, you know, Green Lantern, House uh, Hal Scott, Jesus, Hal, Hal Jordan, <laughs> <laughs> Hal Jordan, Barry. But the one I th- I really think they really developed it that you don't really get that much on is John Jones, the Martian yeah. Manhunter, and I think yeah. that's the one you really just it's like God. You know, no other book is I think really studied his character that well right and i believe when they adapted it you get more martian manhunter too exactly, in the yeah. film so uh and that's worth checking out yeah yeah uh, i believe there is a documentary on that on that a great dc documentary but i'll i'll double check okay. that and i mean it got an animated film yeah, yeah. I, I, 30 minutes too short in my opinion but very still, yeah, yeah it was 30 minutes too short i i'm trying to remember i'm pretty sure i've read it but i've seen the movie more than i've i've read it so right. i kind of I, I think i'm gonna have to revisit it yeah this i mean one, it's a lot, the books is a lot more detailed this yeah. one I mean, for me is up there with Starman. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a note. That's going to be one I'm going to revisit because I can't recall it as well. Right. And, and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, going, I'm, I'm going for the easy one, uh, Watchmen. I think, right. I think once – I think Watchmen gives you a lot because it, it, if you read it early on, you, you get a very complex story. As you read comics, you get more out of it because you can go back and look at different things they've done in there, different things that they've pulled in. Uh, kind of who these characters are, where they came from, the DC history, the Charlton history. I mean, there's there's a lot to it. Uh, I think you get different things at different times. So I think that that's a robust book that I used to read every year. Right. And I, I need to probably revisit that. And I started it rereading it earlier this year, and I kind of fell off about halfway through. But it's a fantastic book. I mean, you can see where it pretty much influenced. Every, like we talked about the dark period started after 86 yeah. and it's because of this book and the dark knight returns but more so this book because of the themes that it covered you I'm, see it throughout the rest of the coming history up until the present time and i'm assuming y'all have read them yeah, yeah. Okay. but i mean i'm i'm gonna be the one who gets uh, you know shit upon here it's that's one of those books i just think was overrated ow ow I, I was never on the band. Well, I mean, I hate saying the bandwagon but i was just i tried reading it and i just i didn't read the first time oh I, I know what i know what it is what you're oh, no, short. No, no. It went over your head. No. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. I told you I was going to get you today. I know. I know. <laughs> We're starting early. Wow. <laughs> no, I just. I mean, it was a good story, and but I just. I don't know. Some reason it just did not resonate resonate with me like it does everybody else. I love the Dark Knight. But even the Dark Knight, I'm kind of I've grown tired of the story. I think it isn't one of the essentials, but I just it's just I'm kind of burnt out on. Well, know. wow, I, See, I can agree with that 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 last sentiment that it's kind of gotten played out. And we yeah. need to, we need to find some other. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I, I'm being wrong, but I think it just for me, it's, I just 
don't care to hear about anymore. Well, you know, what I think might be, and, and this may be uh, so much hype, but the next Tom King series is about heroes dealing with loss and PTSD, oh, essentially. Oh, right. I swear to God, if they do what I think they're going to do, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> what do you think they're going to well, do? Well, because one of the main... Ca- okay, so they just released a uh, thing on DC that says one of these six characters are going to die. Uh, and, and, and two of them are uh, Wally West and Kyle Raynard. Oh, dude. I, mean, if you, if you, I swear to God, if you take... I, I, It'll be Kyle. Uh, It'll be Kyle. Yeah, but if, they, but if they do Wally after just bringing them back, I'm going to be like... They're not going to do Wally. Uh, they're going to do Kyle. Yeah. Uh, I think there's one more thing. that I, I, I see where you're coming from on Watchmen and the fact that there's no real likable character in that story. There's not. I mean, you don't like Dan? No. Why? Dan's a puss. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a real puss. He's hard to like. I, I, I see where he's coming from. Yeah. Dan's probably the most likable character, but that's a very low bar we're setting. And Rorschach is fear, not re- fear and respect. Not yeah, like. I mean, Rorschach's a cool character, but he's not very likable. And I brought this up before. It's I think maybe this is what hurt me too, is the fact before I had read The Watchmen, I knew I had gotten to know all the characters they were based upon. Yeah. So I knew the question. I knew Captain Adam. I knew Blue Beetle. And you know how my love for Ted. So it's yeah. like when you, when you take and re- change these characters, it's like these aren't what they were. So it's... I, there's no connection right. for me there. Right. Okay. It, right. It, and and there are some segments in there where you're getting into like the text of like the night the original night out yeah. book and things like that. It's a drag. It's a real drag. I I don't know. Dan for me was the character I, I really uh, appreciated the most because he was a character who was better at being a hero than he was being himself. No, I, and I get that. I get that. You know, and 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 what he had to suffer through, mm-hmm. you know, just to be himself and and just reclaiming that again, refinding his happiness. And I think the other thing that's kind of hurting me right now, too, is I've been trying to, re- you know, the doomsday clock, but they are taking forever to get that damn book out. Yeah. I almost don't care anymore. It's just as much as I love DC, sometimes they drag a bit much. OK, Adrian, your next book. Um, I'm going to go with a book that I know one person on this panel hasn't read. So I'm going to go with uh, Spider-Man, Craven's Last Hunt. And that would be me. I have not read that book. And they have given me such shit. That's what kind of spawned this show, was to find the books that (laughs) we haven't read, and uh, this is one of them. Um, And the funny thing about it is, it's not really um, a Spider-Man story. It's more of a Craven story. And... um, what I like about it is they also delve into. The, you don't see much of them in the comics now, but they they delve into Vermin a little bit too. Like yeah, the the, yeah, they so. they really. Well, delve Vermin's in, Vermin. in uh, Spider Island. He's the oh, that's right, that's right. right. He's the big villain in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, the twist. At the end is unlike any comic I've ever read. I did I did not see the ending coming at all. Um, and since I'm talking more about characters. Um, you got to throw in um, Spider-Man Blue, yeah. Which I don't know why I'm keep coming back to Sale and Low, but <laughs> that, that's such a great moment, though. Yeah, it kind of. I mean, that, but that's a book that I read. I've ever since I read it, I've read it this Valentine's Day. It's just a great love story. Period. Yeah. Um, besides being a comic book, but Craven's Last Hunt. I think when you read it, you're gonna you're gonna end up giving me a phone call as soon as you're done. <laughs> okay. Because the ending is just so totally unexpected. And um, like I said, it's a it's a great Craven story. I've never been interested in Craven, the hunter, yeah. until then. It gives a little bit more of his backstory about his parents, and um, you kind of tap deep into the mind of someone who's losing it. And and you, when you get to the reason why he's doing what he's doing, it like I said, it really pays off at the end. Okay. Well. Well, I've got that down. That'll be one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to revisit New uh, New Frontiers. I'm going to say this much. Uh, there, there's one other thing about that story that's essential for Marvel. He's about the only other character outside of the original Cap- Marvel's Captain Marvel that's actually stayed dead in comic book history. We, we've had Cravens come back. But we never had that Craven come back from the dead. Wow. Um, so he's been gone since the 80s. Actually, yeah. Well, I don't know. Shelby, have you caught up on uh, Squirrel Girl? Because I know Craven's in that book. But, but is it? <laughs> No, no, but oh, but, but is that but, different Craven? No, there's different. No, that, oh. that Craven, the one who's actually the stepbrother of Chameleon, is ah, dead. The okay. one who kills himself at the end of uh, Craven. Uh, wow, that he's yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I'm just saying, like he's actually stayed dead. And I was like, that's interesting. So mm. yeah, yeah, you just spoil the whole thing for him. Good. Oh, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And Kyle's doomsday clock just ticked forward two minutes. Wow. I'm sitting there looking him in the eye. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. Uh, next time I will just recap it from what, from what Kyle tells me about the book. Oh, sorry. We find one book he hasn't read. <laughs> okay, now Kyle, I'd like you to su- suggest a book without telling the ending. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just got into the whole thing, and there's uh, this is why, again why we do the podcast. How passionate we are about the story. So, unfortunately. <laughs> oh sh. Oh, my God. Uh, I was going to do um, going to low, but with Jim Lee, uh, Batman's Hush. Hush. Whoa. I think Hush. Really? Yeah. I think that's an essential read. Especially if outside of the Loeb and Sale stuff, if you're going to read any of the Batman books, I think Hush is a perfect one to get into. Because of just the character, because you have Batman trying to figure out, like, who knows my identity. It brings back, you know, you know, it, it, again, he dives into the personal relationships with Batman in this book. Like, the thing where Poison Ivy takes over Superman, you have, and it's that, that one issue where Superman and Batman are having to fight, and then, you know, and then it... it you know, you have Batman. It used, you know, it used the, the Kryptonite ring and punches Superman. You realize, you know, and he, he gets Superman to realize you have enough will to break out of this. And then, you know, they go to find Poison Ivy, and as she's trying to run, <laughs> they use Crypto to stop her and mid and run. And then you just have, you know, uh, Catwoman. And that's the thing. It's, this is the issue where Batman reveals his identity to Catwoman. This is where they find out that, you know, who they, you know, I'm Bruce Wayne. He invites her into the Batcave. You know, and then you find out who Hush really is. It's his best friend from as a younger, you know, a younger uh from one of the kids and he's or- orchestrated this whole thing and this is also the return of uh oh god a uh, red hood but i um jason todd Jan- jason todd this is the return of that you know it just it, it goes into and just it's like every issue is like this just new point of art that brings everybody the joker like i think this is the issue where uh gordon stops um Oh God! Is it? I think Gordon stops Batman from killing the Joker. You know, and he's like saying, "You did it for me. I'm going to make sure you don't do it." But you're too good of a person. And just he dives into these really darker aspects of the Batman mythos and kind of, you know, wraps stuff up. Okay. Yeah, see, now that we've touched on Batman, it's going to be really tough to narrow down like essential Batman reads because there's probably half a dozen. There probably is. I got mine though. My two would be Hush and then um, uh, Long Halloween. Long Halloween. I was going to say Long Halloween. Yeah. So. Long Halloween's mine. Long Halloween? Nah. I haven't read Hush. I need to Hush is, pick I, that I, up. I really love it. That was one of those things that I like. like it, when you click comic books, you always waited for the next one. But when I was reading that, I was like, no, where the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to go uh, Marvel. I'm going to go X-Men Dark Phoenix Saga. Um, I think that the Burn Claremont run is... M- the best run of that series. Right. Got you. Um, I think it, it, it's what every run should try to aspire to be. Right. Um, you got great character moments. You got an incredible love story. You've got a team in space. Incredible love story? I think Scott and Gene is a pretty great love story. Okay. Um, See, I don't do well. I take, I take that back. I agree with you on the, the Burn Claremont run, but everything post. Dark Phoenix, that whole love story is just a freaking mess and has yeah. ruined it. Yeah, from I, from the from the her dying and then Madeline Pryor and then. What I was going to say is, I, like, just, I want it. I want to agree with you, but I almost want to add a little bit more prior to that because there there was like I, like just when they get taken by Magneto into the uh, the volcano and they're separated. They're in the Savage Land and they're in Japan and they're fighting Alpha Flight and then they're then they go to Mirror Island to take on you know uh, like all that. I don't just feel like I want to encompass like have an essential like just. Burns Claremont kind of book, and this is the section of books you should, or, or section of up until the death, the Dark Phoenix death, is that should be what people should read to really know who the X Men really are. And yeah, so you are. exclude uh, Days of Future Past. I would I, no. I, now the reason I would exclude this is because uh. I don't think either there there's always been this story about Burn and Claremont fighting over that book, and mm-hmm. that that's the book that ended everything. I mean, they had things before leading up to that, but as he wrote it. Burn added things to that story to change the outcome. Right. Um, so it's very interesting that, I, I mean, I love that book, but it's one that I don't think that they ever uh, agreed upon on how it should be. Which one? Days of Future Past? Days of Future yeah. Past, yeah. I also like all the Hellfire stuff and uh, the Hellfire Club stuff. Hellfire and, Club and, yeah. and just that Wolverine becoming so yeah. savage. Right. Uh, I mean, 
you know, and, and that's where I discovered Nightcrawler, one of my favorite characters. Right. We get the beginning of Kitty Pride. Uh, right. I mean, there's just so much. Yeah, it still has one of my favorite scenes. Is uh, you know, it, Night Nightcrawler is having to, you know, when, when they get freed and he's taking on Sebastian Shaw, and he's like, just, he's just juggling him with his feet, and he's like saying, you know, you're not going to touch. He's just having fun taking on Sebastian Shaw because originally, you know. Sebastian Shaw beat the crap out of Colossus, and so now they had to change up partners. And it was just funny seeing him dangling, like spinning him in the air. So. Yeah, I mean, really, I feel like it, we we had the Wolverine that we got in uh, the '90s, the flood of Wolverine books mm-hmm. from that Dark Phoenix saga. That story of him being, you know, thrown down into the sewer, coming up, and just attacking everything. So fun. I mean, right. I just remember reading that and having such a such a blast. And another book I used to read. Once a year, I may have to revisit that one too. So, Dark Phoenix Saga for me, X Men. Um, Could I throw one in here? Yeah, sure. Uh, I want to throw in it. It was a one shot, but it was the perfect one shot. DC's Kingdom Come. It's a yeah. It's a great. First of all, the Alex Ross artwork is phenomenal. Oh yeah. Every panel counts. Every panel's beautiful. Right. Uh, the second thing is that it's a really great kind of moral story. Uh, you have age superheroes who just, you know, aren't feeling it. You're also <laughs> getting a Shazam Superman fight. That's so fun. The Sh- Shazam Superman fight's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really just a well-drawn book, a really well-done book, and it's a perfect kind of one capsule, we're done. We didn't need to tell any more story because it's perfect. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it has a dark edge to it because you find out, like, you know, what happened in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh what's going on in Gotham and how Bruce is running Gotham with robots and right. no my favorite was when they did that special and you get that uh, epilogue story where you have uh, it's Bruce Wonder Woman and uh, Superman all at Planet Krypton yeah and, and they're inviting Bruce to come in to be the godfather of their of Wonder Woman and Superman's child and it's right. like it's like well we're, we're gonna be the parents of the most powerful person on the world right. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um, and also like I said if you're gonna give a if you're going to give a comic book to an adult to come back to it, to yeah. Kingdom Come or Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Just because, again, they're... Dark Knight they're Returns is dark. one I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. I thought about that book for a long time, and I don't know if it's still there as an essential. I mean, when I go through the Batman books... Well, I, mean, that, I, I, I told you, I don't... Well, I think it's like the same thing. I don't think Watchmen's an essential in my opinion. I, just, I mean, it, maybe it is in some form, but I just it's not one I'm going to recommend to people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess... See, Dark Knight is something I would recommend, just because it's that first time where they took a mold of a certain character and realized that you know Batman they broke it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know if if it's aged well or my opinions of Frank Miller or what it is or that it's just been a retread over and over again of that's the go-to book. Well, I I read it for the first time last year. I think it holds up. Okay. So all right, cool. Um, let's see here, Adrian. Um, how many we're going to do? How many, we're do we have do, time? We're going to do it until the show's over. <laughs> I was going to fl- flip back between DC and and, and Marvel. Um, and then see how many books that we have to read. Because right. right now I've got two books to read. Actually, um, I'm putting down a third book because I got from a group discussion. We are, since we already talked about Long Halloween, uh, kind of. Um, or I have a feeling that somebody else is going to bring it up. Oh, we did. Flashpoint. Ooh. And the reason why... Um, you get a little bit of everybody. Yeah. Um, and the twist with uh, Batman in, 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 in the Flashpoint timeline yeah. is just, it, it was so unexpected. Um, and then who his arch enemy is turns out to be in that book. It's yeah. just so unexpected. And then I just thought it was a pretty, it was just a well-written story and it was, it, it, and that was Jeff Johns, right? Yeah, yeah. So I thought I just thought he did a really good book, and it pretty much changed DC after that for a little while, oh, at yeah. least. See, I'm not, see, I don't know if I would count as one of the essentials, but that's because you're a Wally West fan. No, 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 it, <laughs> well, I can't deny that part. No, it's not that. It's this is one of the ones where it's a great story, but I almost liked watching the animated film more than I liked reading the book. I yeah. I, I have watched the animated film and way more. Makes, except, the, except the animated film leaves out. The twist with with Batman, yeah, but it, but it makes some of the shit that goes on that book pop so much more. I mean, yeah, it just it's like wow, like you know, you realize that you know Batman's a darker character in this book, but Jesus, the way they portray him in the animated film, it really makes it like. You know, I've had friends that I'd rather have this Batman than Bruce Wayne, <laughs> right? And they've hinted at uh, fla- the Flashpoint movie having um, 
who plays the father in uh, Batman versus Superman? Uh, that would be uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yeah. yeah, him playing Batman. Yeah, I don't know. He's kind of small. Yeah, he is. I he thought re- he was tall. No, I, I it was um I, when I, I when I saw Rampage and he compa- I know the Rock's a huge dude, but even compared to the Rock, you realize oh he's not really that tall when you see yeah him. when I see him on Walking Dead yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know I always picture Negan being a big guy no, he's about he's right. just he's, he's about just the same pain. size as Rick yeah 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 he's, this is true um Kyle now this may just be me but this is for the if you're a pure comic book fan and you love your seven thousand kind of characters on one page JLA Avengers. Kurt Busiek, wow. George Perez. This one, just because you've always, you always have those discussions for all, between all the fans. Hulk versus Superman, Batman versus Captain America. You know, this is the where we get the two most powerful teams in comic book history come together, and they have to deal with a freaking gigantic kind of event. And it just it puts everybody who's ever been a member of each team together in this one book. And I just think they, I think Busiek's a good writer, and does where you know Perez. Can never do wrong when he right. does however many characters on one page. He makes it fit and looks gorgeous. And the music makes the story flow nicely to where you're not like, oh well, you know, everybody, whether it's a cameo or they're all throughout all four of the you know the, the issues, have a point, have a part, and it just kind of works well in my opinion. So, and this is just, and this is just an essential. If, if you if one of those guys who like everyone to know like to end those fights or those discussions or just kind of like you're not sure who your favorite is, this one gives has something I think offers. Something to the, the normal comic fan. All right. Yeah. Um, I have to read that one. Put it down. Okay. You, you, you never read it? I've never read it. Yeah. I've got it somewhere at home. I think it was like pre- prestige format. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I'm going to go with Sandman. I'm going to go with Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Uh, I think. Oh, I know Kyle. No, no, no. I haven't read this, but how, how do you read Sandman and try to come back and talk about it? <laughs> It's so many books. <laughs> I, th- I think that's what's fun. I think right. uh, you can suggest the series. There are so many different arcs. You can, uh, depending on what you care for, you can go find an arc. No, okay. So here's a question. Um, I've been wanting to read this, but there are so many different books. Yeah. Can you just pick up a book? <laughs> Shelby has a recommendation. Yeah. Huh? I just started it. Yeah. I just started it too. Um, do you just pick up any random book and just start? I'll, or? I'll bring Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the what, what's interesting is when you start that book, it is very much a horror comic. It is right. Sam Keith art is very dark and disturbing, mm-hmm. but uh, it evolves. It's very different kinds of stories told from different aspects. I think everyone can find something that they love from that run. Right. Um, so it's hard to say, you know, just read this arc. Uh, but I think overall if people are really reading comics enjoying the storytelling aspect neil gaiman's uh, sandman is uh, utilizes the best storytelling the best storytelling out there i mean he pulls from all different places well, all around the world i mean no one writes mythology or the macabre better than neil gaiman yeah um period hands down see i will agree with you on that being essential but it's just it's hard for me because sometimes like i said the art will keep me from and they're not the art's not beautiful but when you have so much like the art's beautiful, but kind of like there's so much going on. And you yeah. have so much text. It's like I just don't want to read that much. Like go that heavy into the text space. I like, and that's that's where it was kind of hard for me to get into it back in the '90s. And so I had the first book, had it. I just I just need to sit down when I can really focus and read it. Yeah, I think the most popular one. A lot of people say the Dollhouse is like their favorite run, right? Uh, but I feel that there's so much to offer from that run, and now that it's coming back. But I think if you st- if you if you stay with the Neil Gaiman stuff, uh, you're going to discover something amazing, and you'll probably get into his books and go from there. So right. I think I think it's essential in showing what comics can do that aren't superhero comics. Could I throw one more in here? Sure. Um, because I think it's it's a comic book for everyone scott pilgrim oh yes. yes just because number one like i said it's not your traditional comic book it looks more like a manga so if you're going to start going that route it's one way to go uh the second thing is that it has so many so many throwbacks to the 80s to retro and things like that it's it's fun mm-hmm. third it's a love story you could recommend it to just about anyone to just about any level oh yeah relate to it and fourth i love the movie yeah, the movie is so fun. The movie. The, the movie. I've seen the movie more than I've read the book. Yeah, I have too. And it, the movie's great. The comic book is just well, as fun. I think I, what was that, early spring that I wa- finally watched, I sat down and watched that movie? Yeah. I've seen it six times since yeah. then. 
<laughs> I love that movie. I unabashedly love that movie. Yeah, it's one of those movies. If it's on, no matter what time, I'll put it on. Yeah, if it, if it, yeah, it's it's an automatic stop down movie. If I'm flipping through the guide and it's on, it goes right there. Yeah, All right. it doesn't move. Next book, Adrian. Um, we haven't gotten books y'all haven't read. And I think it's going to be hard to find anything Kyle <laughs> I hasn't <know>. read <laughs> at all. I've already got a list. Um, Born Again. Daredevil Born Again. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, that's a good one, especially with going into season three now. Right. Later this um, it's just a great book. Um, it's Frank Miller. Um, I don't know if I love Dark Knight Returns enough to put it. On, like I think it's essential, but I don't know if I'd bring it up in a one-hour conversation. Yeah. But Born Again, it's Frank Miller at his best. Um, what is it? Um, not Azzarello. Oh, uh, David Mazzuchelli. Mazzuchelli doing the art. Yeah. Um, and it just goes into the whole Karen Page, which actually I probably could do without, but that was a very dark storyline. Oh, yeah. Um, and just to see a, a hero, especially a street-level hero like Daredevil, getting broken down to, I mean, Past, I mean, even the foundation was rocked. He broke him as a man. Yeah. yeah. And to see him coming back and just that whole story arc is just, it's its just a great read. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, Daredevil, I go to a couple of different places because I actually love Kevin Smith's run. Oh, God, yes. Um, I've always put Frank Miller's run in front of that. So I'd go Frank Miller, Kevin Smith, and um, to me, those are, I'm really loving the, the Kurt run, too, though. Um Current one's been really good, especially with Fisk as the mayor of New York. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Ron Garney art. I, it, it that that book's just been great. Um, wow, I don't know if I'd put Kevin Smith above it or not because I really love Kevin Smith's run. Just because it's it's fun. He kind of brings in all the stuff he loves about the Marvel universe into so a book. Would you recommend Kevin Smith's run on Daredevil or Kevin Smith's run on Green Arrow? Both, both, both. Honestly. But he, he, in my opinion, he revitalized both those characters. Yeah. Right. And I think uh, Brad Meltzer's run on it after that is even better because of Kevin Smith. Right. Um, It's funny we talk about that (laughs) because my book is, um, and this is going to be a recommendation for all, at least a good chunk of the series that he started uh, Green Arrow, The Longbow Hunters. Right. This, holy crap. This That's is, on my list to read this year. Yeah. We uh, got an Adrian book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Mike Grell took the character of Green Arrow and almost, I don't know how this book didn't kind of get thrown into the uh, Vertigo uh, line just because of how dark it got. But it was, it was you have an older um, Oliver Queen who decides to uh, transplant from Star City to Seattle to, be, to live with uh, Black Canary. And he doesn't use the trick arrows anymore. And then eventually this is one of the first times you see him actually take a life and so he becomes more of a, than a superhero becomes a vigilante working with seattle and if he has to he'll kill but you know for, you know this is almost one of those books that I, I i if somebody says it wasn't in my opinion definitely influenced what we got as arrows the tv series but that first that first season one was almost a micro even though it wasn't i almost feel like it was almost influenced by the stuff that Mike Roll wrote because he wrote the series, I think, from issue after the Longbow Hunters, which was a limited series, he started an ongoing series that went from issue one to, I think, 75. And just that whole story, it was almost like every issue was almost a two part. It started with one and it goes to the other and introduces Shadow, introduces the whole thing of, you know, you know, uh, him having a kid with Shadow. It's, you know, the how he, like, as much as he loves Black Canary, it's almost hard for him to be faithful to her and just his commitment to, like, being the grounded level because he's like, Screw the rest of the superheroes. I mean, almost in this whole book, at least for, through one through seventy-five, you rarely ever saw any superheroes. You had an issue with Hal Jordan shows up, but he's not Green Lantern. He's just they, they kind of go on, on on the road for a little bit, and then you have Batman guest star in the issue. And, and but but it brings in Warlord, it brings in the Question, and all the street level kind of guys. And That's it really brings uh, yeah, a, I love those characters. A human kind of base for Oliver Queen. So and uh, you know, and they 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 get the Green Arrow look from year one because all that jock look is everything mm-hmm. for the first five years of that island. Yeah. You see. And then uh, all the character stuff right out of this. Yeah, I know. And what I love about this is Shadow even trains him to become a better archer. He was already a good archer, but now he's having to. He realizes, that, you know, I was, you know, he he learns patience and and uh, you know and actually studies how to actually shoot like almost a Japanese based study style of archery. And so it's just an interesting growth for him. And then you just realize, you know, that it I don't know it separates him from the normal superhero universe from the, in the right. mid eighties. That's a story I've been wanting to read. So. Um, I've been wanting to read Green Arrow, so you guys would both recommend 
Kevin Smith's run. Yes. I can't remember the name and, of it. And the Brad Meltzer after that one. And then, and then the Longbow Hunters. Yes. Is that Brad Meltzer? Is no, that, that's Michael Grell. Michael Grell. Yeah, was, okay. uh, Longbow Hunters was about 86, because the other two were from the late 90s. It's okay. such a beautiful book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just every page in that. You can just sit there and stare at the art. Mm. Um, my next book is a depressing one. But it's a great book, and it's a beautiful book. Watchmen wasn't depressing? uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Word. Jimmy Corgan, The Smartest Kid on Earth. Uh, Oh, Oh, here we go. I I think we've got books they haven't read. (laughs) No. I I went to Comic-Con and uh, bought this book, and when I was flying back, uh, someone saw that I was reading it, and they go, you're going to love this. Isn't Isn't that the book you loaned me? Oh, I've seen this. Nope. I haven't read it, but I've seen it. I don't think so. Um, if I have, I'll, I'll, then I've forgotten about it. But <laughs> it is an incredibly designed book by Chris Ware. Uh, the design look is 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 fascinating. His art style is different. Um, it brings something to comics uh, I haven't seen before. But the story is really uh, incredible. Um, I think the art outweighs the story. Um, because you're going to see a lot of stuff that you don't see in other typical comic books. It's um, an Acme book. It's very different uh, in the layouts and everything, but you're going to see some really cool stuff that you don't see in other books. And I think that's the big thing for me. Um, I have to check that out. So both of you are going to read Jimmy Corrigan, yes. World's Smartest yeah, Boy. Yeah, go find I it. finally found a book. <laughs> well, and if you want to go kind of depressing books... Turn your mouse mic up one. a little bit. Sorry. That's all right. If you want to go depressing books, go Mouse 1 and 2. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I, had I, read one. I, I read one. I, I, it's an essential because yeah. it's an important historical story. Yeah. Uh, it's a really important. There's a really great part of the second volume where uh, he talks with his father that's really, really good. Yeah. It, it's, it's poignant and it's depressing, but it's really, really a necessary book for anyone honestly so all right put all put right. that one down for zach too i, I got him no i actually i no, a whole lot of these are i've never seen i've never read so, so. he's got a whole well no no go. i'm just yeah. any any recommendation i'm adding to the list that way we'll have a list that right. uh everyone can see online and we'll right. have uh okay. who's reading we'll, what we'll when we come back in facebook so yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, we're about four minutes out, so we kind of need to get one more recommended reading, and then we got to transition into Adrian. Sec. You get the last book of the day. Oh wow! Um, uh, Jason Aaron's run on Thor. Uh, Thor. Uh, I, I, you know what? If you want to narrow it down to one, uh, unworthy Thor. Okay. Is, it, it's that a quick a read. It, it's a quick read, and it is. Uh, it's a great one shot. I can't remember how many issues it was. I think it only like six issues, but it's a it it to see a broken Thor, yeah, and um, what he's going through, and and then of course he always does the time jumps. Um, Jason Aaron, uh, it's just a really good book. I just love that book unabashedly. I I can just pick it up and read it any day of the week. Okay, um, I'm I'll go ahead and close this out. We'll. Uh so what I did was I, I'm part of a discussion group uh, on Facebook, and I asked them for their essential reads. Right. And a lot of them are the same books that we've been talking about. Um, Any of them stick out, though? Um, what was interesting is I couldn't find one single one that I hadn't read. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so Nerd. I'm going to... I, I'm going to put that list together and, and see what everyone thinks. And then I went to my comic book club, did the same thing. I got one book out of that one. Which one was that? Uh, Jack Kirby's New Gods. I've never read I've it. I've never read that it. one. I heard it's great. Um, maybe we, we'll do uh, a discussion on that. Come okay. in and talk about it. Because that was one that was... Uh, uh, we were trying to find a Kirby book. And, and, and he said, well, you can't... He goes. He goes. Any anything. Well, I, my friend Brett is a big uh, Jack Kirby fan, and so he 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 knows a lot of stuff. He he recommended that one, but he goes. He, you know, if you pick a Fantastic Four book, you really have to start at the beginning. He goes because that builds start, to everything. If in you're going to talk about a certain artist, you got to go for the obscure stuff that they help create. Now you got the new gods because that's where he, dark dark side comes from. Yeah, Killback, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so let's see here. We've got some stuff to plug, and I don't have plugs in front of me. 
right. Uh, we have a couple of things coming up for Who Needs Sleep. Uh, the telethon that is going to be taking place over Labor Day weekend. Uh, WhoNeedsSleep.org is the website. Uh, you can check out uh, how to donate. Uh, you can also check out uh, the lineup, which is going to include us, which is going to include just a sec, along with a whole bunch of uh, different uh, uh, musical acts and things like that. It's a 36-hour telethon uh, to benefit uh, cancer support here in North Texas and Cook Children's Hospital. Uh, you can check out WhoNeedsSleep.org. And plus, uh, August 21st, uh, the movie. Um, the, the movie. We are going to do. There is a, going to be a benefit showing of uh, Army of Darkness with uh, some really really cool. Is that on the twenty first? I thought it was this Wednesday. Okay. What is what? this Wednesday? Sixteenth. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's this Wednesday. Yes. Okay, my, the 15th. Thank you so much. Thank you. August fifteenth. August fifteenth at the Alamo Draft House, Las Colinas. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna have swag for you, and of course, like I said, the, the proceeds go to benefit cancer research here. So do check out uh, that uh, who needs sleep dot org uh, to find out more about that. And of course, we'll put uh, uh, the different promotions on our Facebook and come see Army of Darkness because Army of Darkness is just great. Army of Darkness. Exactly. It's Bruce Campbell. And one yeah. more thing we probably want to plug is. Um, Mark Walters' comic shows will be the weekend we do our next show, so we won't be able to chance to plug it. But I'm sure all of us will be going to that nope. at some point in time. I'll nope. be doing. You'll a be, you'll, you'll be in from PowerCon in, in California. That's right. He's going uh, to a He-Man convention. <laughs> He-Man <laughs> Shearer convention. I I, I kind of want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. This. I just want to see Kyle at that convention. All right, so let's go ahead and get our plugs. I in. want to see Kyle's He-Man cosplay. Yeah, I think Shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's going to be perfect as Ram Man, I swear to God. <laughs> hey, I make a great Orco. Right. <laughs> We're just going to get him a KFC bucket. He'll put it right by. Hey, man. Right. Where can we find everyone? You can find uh, Next Issue on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Next Issue Pod. You can find me on the Twitters at Clay underscore Harrison. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, under, at Adrian underscore Harry. And you can find me at Twitter at, at underscore Calpedia. And falling out this building. Yeah. And <laughs> promises, and, promises. And spoiling books for everyone Sorry! everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. See Thanks, ya. guys. I was going to say, where's our music? This is DallasOnAir.com.